0: We had a little fight this afternoon. Let's bury the hatchet. We smoke them peace pie. You know, it's late. I really should go. I, uh, I don't blame you, Winona. Hey, uh, are you? you out hey. of your mind?
1: Oh, uh, it's, it's, it's kitschy.
0: Winona is a Native American
1: (laughs) She is?
0: But I don't want to be a secondary character
1: Ivan, you look
0: scrumptious Oh, thank you, Mr. Stephen TV Guide Man (laughs) 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 Hey, Stephen, look what I bought (laughs) Sanson <laughs> I can't do that these days. Yeah, it's a bit no. politically incorrect.
1: No, no, it's 2018. There's no room yeah, for that. No, but well, there is lots of room for. It, but
0: I don't want to be a secondary character. There sure is a whole cigar store worth. My name's Ivan. I'm Stephen. And uh, this week, yes, we are talking about that controversial, well, that I guess now controversial episode. Um, I'm sure it would have been controversial at the time to someone. at the time, yes. Season 5, episode 10 of Seinfeld, Cigar Store Indian. And if you are a new listener, every week, my buddy Stephen and I, we talk about the secondary characters from the greatest show of all time, Seinfeld. And uh, each week we do get a different episode. And it's in non-sequential order. So it can be any episode from any series or any season, I should say. That's right. Really mixes it up a little bit, doesn't it? Yeah, no, it keeps it interesting. It does, yes, yes. If you want to get in touch with us, you can. You can email us
1: at bidwabas, B-I-D-W-B-A asc podcast at gmail.com. We're on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Our handle is at Bidwabask. We've got a website, bidwabask.com, and you can uh, subscribe to us, rate us, listen to us, review us, do anything you want with us yeah. or to us on any podcast service, uh, including Spotify. And if you want to leave us a five-star review uh, or any any
0: star review, that would be amazing. Or if you want to send us a coffee table book about coffee tables, even better. That's even better. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so today's characters we're talking about Winona, the one who cops it from Jerry, uh, the worst in this episode, uh, followed by Ricky, who's the lanes I guess creepy boyfriend creepy yes one-sided boyfriend that's right yes to him he's her boyfriend uh, yes S- maybe not to her yes Fran Drescher Light uh, Sylvia <laughs> <laughs> true <laughs> that's what I describe her I ads. didn't think of that and I've got some notes on uh, the legendary Al Roker who's a local or he's a weatherman in the United States and he's still going he's a chubby weatherman oh, not chubby anymore he looks really good yeah no no actually I saw a picture on Wikipedia I'm like is that the same guy same dude yeah same, same guy. guy he's 60 uh, something now Okay. current weather anchor for uh, the Today Show on NBC yep. so there
1: you go yes uh, I've also got got some notes on Mr Lipman, Elaine's boss, and uh, the CEO and, I think, owner of Pendant Publishing.
0: That's right, before it goes under in the opposite, thanks to uh, Elaine's bad luck in that episode. That's right, and
1: Um, Geppetto, the antique store owner.
0: Indeed, yes, and uh, we're going to talk about, as per usual, an episode synopsis to get you familiar, you know, in case you haven't seen the episode for a while, a bit of trivia about the episode, and later on, we're going to have a, I've got a couple of, or I've got one Seinfeldism, rather. I've got one too. Yeah, Seinfeldism, and uh, this week's Seinfeld Trivia, so plenty to look forward to, so I Onto your cigar store Indians and uh, your prophylactic rappers. Rubbers. <laughs> Ru- no, rappers or rubbers? I rappers. think he says rubber. I think he says rubbers. No, know.
1: you said rapper this morning when we were talking. Yeah. But uh, I rewatched it before recording and I'm pretty sure he says rubber. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Probably. Yeah. Okay, might But we got a bit of trivia about that. Very. Uh, <laughs> some obscure trivia about the episode regarding rubbers. So For sure. Very interesting. Yes. All right. So, oh, what were you going to say? I was going to
1: say we've also got Seinfeld news. Okay, to kick off this week's Seinfeld News, uh, three pieces all related to Jerry Seinfeld, the man of the hour. Oh, indeed, Yeah. Nothing to do with JLT. No, it's Probably okay. For the first week in a long time.
0: That's okay. Yeah,
1: she deserves a week off. Yeah. Uh, the first one is a comedian by the name of Brian Regan has teamed up with Jerry Seinfeld for a new sketch comedy show on Netflix. Oh, uh, ooh, is
0: this the start? Is this the start of the Seinfeld revival? No. no, 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 no. Ah,
1: So Jerry doesn't dude. appear. Yeah. Uh, the show is called uh, Stand Up and Away, um, and uh, it debuts on Christmas Eve uh, next month. Uh, I, that's in America. It probably applies to the rest
0: of the world as I'm, well. I'm sure. Yeah, because usually with Netflix, when they do release a show, it releases also simultaneously in other countries. So yeah. It yep. Makes sense. Yeah. Yep. Global brand like Netflix. That's yeah, right. That's works. right.
1: Yep. Uh, Jerry himself uh, serves as uh, the show's executive producer. Very nice. So he's not in the show. He doesn't really contribute anything to writing. Jerry himself uh, said that he'd always wanted Brian Regan to have his own show. Um, and he is a funny guy. Um, he he encouraged Regan to put it on Netflix and he obviously used his sway and influence and the fact that he's got a Netflix deal mm-hmm. uh, to put the show on there makes uh, sense yeah uh, mostly because he didn't want to deal with and I quote the jungle that is network television
0: of course yeah. you know the one that made him famous all those years ago he doesn't want to know him
1: yeah <laughs> so uh, yeah that comes out in about a month Christmas Eve worldwide so check it out um, I will <laughs> Jerry as well, uh, in an interview with uh, Jimmy Fallon, he made a joke that as the executive producer, he did absolutely nothing except (laughs) pitch the idea to Netflix who said yes, probably because it's Jerry Seinfeld.
0: Probably because it's Jerry Seinfeld. Have you seen Jimmy Fallon do uh, an impersonation of Jimmy? Yeah, yeah. He's so good, isn't he? He is
1: good, yeah. I I think last year I talked about in Seinfeld News... Uh, that they had a, a Jerry Seinfeld impersonation contest. That's right, and
0: he's like, "What? What's to do? Yeah, this? yeah oh. But yeah. he did it like really well. He exaggerates it. He yeah, obviously yeah. makes fun of it. Yeah,
1: yeah. Um, but they had like a stand-up competition <laughs> on the Jimmy Fallon show. Yeah, that's
0: right. That was And good.
1: I think there was an audience vote. Yeah, that's like, right. Who was the mo- who was the better Jerry Seinfeld? Yeah, and I'm pretty sure he won.
0: J- Jimmy or
1: uh, Jimmy. Jimmy? Yeah, yeah not yeah, Jerry.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah. But you, you're right. Like Jimmy was over exaggerating it. Yeah, you know, but it was yeah. funny. Yeah. Funny yep. nonetheless. Yep.
1: Mm. Now, this second bit of news is related to the first one in that Jerry Seinfeld appeared on Jimmy Fallon show, but he talked about a few different things, uh, and I thought it was worth separating them out as news items. Yeah, cool. Uh, It was over the Thanksgiving weekend, which happened last week uh, in America, and uh, if you are from America, happy Thanksgiving for last week. Yep. I hope it was uh, full of thanks and giving and turkey (laughs) and... Pumpkin pie and, and all of the Cyber other things. Cyber
0: Mondays and Black Fridays. Black and Fridays and Cyber Mondays <laughs> yeah. and all of the all of the <laughs> things associated with. Hopefully, no one got trampled. Isn't it one? Yeah. Oh, jeez. Isn't <laughs> it wonderful? Like it's funny how thanksgiving is a day of giving yeah black friday is a day of taking yeah and consuming you know the next day <laughs> like you you become kind and merry and nice to each other and then the next day in black friday you jump over each other for a ten dollar toaster that's true wake that one out yeah what a dichotomy what a dichotomy <laughs>
1: yeah a contradiction each day is separate so it doesn't matter yeah no, that's fine yep yeah. uh so in the chat Uh, jerry made what i think is a pretty good uh observation you know typical jerry style (laughs) he um he chatted to jimmy about the warmth and horror of thanksgiving um turning his family into comedy props for the show um and also when it's time for older men to retire quote cool jeans so um (laughs) yes Nice. The third and final bit of news is about a television writer by the name of Greg Garcia. Uh, he's created a series called The Guestbook uh, And recently he appeared on the Turn It On podcast and he recounted a funny little Seinfeld story.
0: Oh, tell us. Yes. Tell us.
1: So he was a massive fan of Seinfeld in the 90s, as a lot of writers probably were. Yes. And it was always his aim in, in, in life to, to meet Jerry at some point. So, as a kid, uh, Garcia said he grew up uh, sneaking peeks at The Tonight Show late at night. Mm -hmm. You know, his parents had probably gone to bed and he sneaked downstairs and watched the show. What a naughty writer. What a naughty writer. Uh, And he'd always hoped to catch Seinfeld because he he must have seen him perform some stand-up or, you know, when he was, uh, uh, you know, peeking with Seinfeld in the 90s, he was always hoping to catch him on the show. And he eventually did. Um, And he always wanted to tell him basically what a hero he was um, to him and how he inspired him to be a writer. And he said eventually he did meet him, um, and uh, it it didn't go very well.
0: Oh so, no! Yeah. So so what was the story? <laughs> what happened?
1: Yeah. So. When Garcia recently found himself backstage after a Seinfeld show, uh, which is when he first met him, um, he said he couldn't wait to tell the comedian how he influenced Gar- uh, Garcia's own career. Yeah, right. I said. Um, and he said he had the story in his head down to a tight two minutes, so he'd rehearsed it over and over and over and over again. He probably knew it verbatim, scripted, mm-hmm. yeah. just yeah. autopilot, just bleh, straight out. Straight out. Uh, he wanted to tell him the story um, about, again, how he inspired him and uh, what he meant to him. Uh, and backstage at the show, fellow TV writer Phil Rosenthal, who's worked on Everybody Loves Raymond.
0: Yes. Uh, that name sounds familiar. Yeah, yeah,
1: I, yeah. I've seen the name in credits and stuff. Mm-hmm. We've probably mentioned him at some point. Maybe it's had something to do with Seinfeld. Maybe. Who maybe. knows? Um, he took delight in, in knowing that it wouldn't go well because he, he basically said that Jerry hates people. He doesn't like fans. He doesn't like people. He's not very receptive to uh, to fandom and, and and people saying that they they love him. Yeah. Uh, but Jerry said he, he uh, sorry, uh, Garcia said that he managed to tell Jerry how he felt um, and Jerry was acknowledging but kind of dismissive. Yeah, of course. But uh, he said the worst is is that uh, Jerry, well, he said Jerry that,
0: breathed in the same room as him. Yeah. So just, <laughs> that was the worst case scenario. Yeah. <laughs>
1: it, it wasn't about what Jerry would have done or how uh, he would have taken it. He yeah. just wanted to tell him what he meant to him. Yeah. And uh, he did and he was stoked. Sick. Um. Yeah. He. What did he say? He said, uh, I either wanted it to be awkward or for him to say, let's go have dinner afterwards. Anything between that is boring. It worked out all right. So,
0: Very good. There you go. That's all the Seinfeld news for the week. Very good, Steve. Thank you very much, mate. And uh, when we come back, we are going to talk about the cigar store Indian today. So you're, I'm sure a lot of you out there have uh, your opinions on the episode. You know, you probably, some of you probably think, hey, this is a funny episode. Who cares about political correctness? Or some of you might say, hey, you know, it's a relic of the 90s. You know, th- those were the days, you know, it's a bygone era. It's a product of its time. Or some of you might say, I'm triggered, me. You know what I mean? So, Who knows? Or anything in between. Uh, when we come back, uh, we're going to talk about the cigar store Indian and the secondary characters. Hello, folks. Matt McCoy here, a.k.a. Lloyd Braun from Seinfeld. And I'm telling you right now. I do not want to be a secondary character. Guess what, folks? We're now on Patreon. Yes, we are. That's right. So for $1 a month, you get early access to new Bidwabask episodes, which is really exciting. And uh, you also get the occasional thank you for supporting two Seinfeld fans from Down Under. That's
1: right. If you want a uh, a shout out on the podcast uh, and in our episode notes, uh, for $1 a month plus the early access, uh, that's what you get.
0: That's right. For $2 a month, you get all that, plus you get access to Season 10. It's our new Patreon exclusive podcast where we uh, hypothesize the hypothetical season 10 of Seinfeld and we come up with episodes and plots and new and old secondary characters
1: That's right, we have already released uh, the prologue which is the pre-season I guess you could say, uh, which details the 20 years between 1998 when they went to prison and uh, 2018 uh, and and the lives and what's happened in that 20 year gap for the core 4 as well as a couple of other characters and uh, the first episode of season 10 uh, which will be released soon on Patreon uh, we will start from 2018, where they are now and uh, for the next sort of 20-odd episodes like a normal season of Seinfeld
0: and that's right, and we do have more tiers as well so go to patreon.com forward slash bidwabask B-I-D-W-B-A-S-C for more information and to uh, subscribe and support us so yes, yeah, Stephen, today we're talking about from season 5, episode 10, The Cigar Store Indian and uh, an episode which I had a- some mixed feelings about um, I'm, how did you feel about
1: it? Um, I mean, aside from the issues of racial insensitivity mm. that have drawn criticism um, and controversy, especially in the last year or two, um, I like the episode. I thought it was funny. Yeah. Um, if you take those bits out, I think it's a strong episode.
0: Yeah, yeah. I really love the George subplot. Yeah. I think it's, it's a fine performance by Estelle Harris. Yeah. Um, you know. I can't. Uh, I, can't. I can't. I can't. I can't sleep in that yeah. bed. It's one of her best. Yeah, it's one of her best performances. I think it was such a dynamite performance from estelle for sure so good and, yep. and you know excellent props to jerry stiller as well oh, he was awesome yeah. you're grounded you're grounded Oh, grounded you can not yeah. ground me <laughs> <laughs> you we, live
1: in my house you respect the rules you're grounded
0: <laughs> where's my tv guide and yeah no it was really really good performances all around great performances by julia as usual um you yep. know and then the rest of the crowd is awesome in it Kram is really good Get everyone's really again. good but yeah i mean like the humor i found a lot of laughs in the episode yeah you know jerry you know, he just keeps putting his foot in it with Winona. Yeah. Um. You know, like... Yeah. I don't know. I have, like, some things... Like, I found it funny when he's trying to say, like, reservation or scalper. You know, those yeah. bits are funny. Yep. But, like, when he's rocking the cigar string in back and forth with the... Oh, it's oh, a bit cringy. Oh, like, oh, it makes you much. feel a bit uncomfortable. It does yeah. feel a bit uncomfortable. There were some bits which I found really uncomfortable, and I can understand that in 2018 it's probably not an yeah. episode that would fly on network television, you Yeah. Know, obviously yeah. due to the insensitivities, but... You know, I I, I thought it was a solid episode.
1: For sure. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I, again, aside from the the, the controversial parts, which make up, you know, a couple of percent of the episode's Mm, runtime. Yeah. um, Yeah. The episode's great. The jokes are good. The characters are good. As you said, amazing performances, especially from uh, George's parents. Yeah, of course. Um, yeah, a strong episode all round. Yeah, indeed. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, if you remove those parts and it was re-shown in 2018, no issues at all.
0: Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, but then it wouldn't be called the Cigar Store Indian. That's It'd true. Be called yep. the Prephylactic Rubber. <laughs>
1: maybe that's a that's a that's a, a fine substitution. Or maybe that's a season
0: ten episode. Ooh, oh, dun, the Prephylactic Rubber. More info later. <laughs> uh, so, episode synopsis for the Cigar Store Indian. First aired in the US. December December ninth, nearly a year, uh, nearly uh, almost to the year nineteen ninety three. So nearly twenty five years ago, almost twenty five years ago. Yes, directed by Tom Sherona, written by Tom Gamble, Max, and Max Prose. After visiting the Costanzas, Elaine must take the subway home since Jerry is helping George with a coffee table stain. She takes a TV guide with Al Roker on the cover as reading material. Elaine and Kramer are separated on the subway when Kramer stops to get a gyro at Greensboro Plaza. Elaine forgets the TV guide on her seat and it is obtained by an amorous TV enthusiast named Ricky, played by Sam Lloyd, who cuts it up to make a bouquet for her. Jerry presents Elaine with a cigar store Indian as a peace offering for making her take the subway, in large part to show off her generous side to Elaine's friend Winona, played by Kimberly Norris. Winona becomes offended and walks out, after which an irate Elaine informs Jerry that she is Native American. She is? Jerry apologises to Winona and smooths things over enough to get a date. He asks a postman, played by Benjamin W.S. Lum, for directions to the nearest Chinese restaurant. The postman attributes Jerry's asking to the fact that he's Chinese, and when Ona walks out, again convinced of his racial insensitivity. Uh, but, you know, it's pretty unlucky for Jerry. I mean, you know, yeah. the postman's there, and he thinks, I can't ask a Chinese guy, you know, a Chinese person, where a Chinese restaurant is. If someone asked me where Israel is, I wouldn't fly off the handle. LAUGHTER <laughs> I guess he's got a point. Yeah, is people are becoming too sensitive these days. Is that like a sign of, you know, like with political correctness in the modern era? Do you reckon Jerry was kind of making like a like a prediction? You know, yeah, he's like, "People are too maybe. sensitive these days." You know, is that kind of like the the like the wisps of? I don't think he was intentionally making a prediction. No, I I
1: think it's a case of you know, like how the Simpsons predicted Trump. If they didn't predict no, they it. No, it was just a coincidence. Yeah, um, I guess it's like that where. Uh, you know he makes a comment about people becoming too sensitive and these days a lot of people think that a lot of people are too sensitive so That's right yeah i think it's just a coincidence rather than a prediction i think he was just making a point generally that mm. sometimes people are oversensitive about things i guess his ultimate point really is that intention should matter more than consequence of course you know like even if you say something wrong if your intention isn't uh, you know, to be racist, if you've just made a mistake, as long as you can own up to it and go, oh shit, I'm sorry, I'll be more careful next time yeah, and move on. And move on, uh, rather than people reacting to an an accident, a mistake, a dumb one, but still yeah, one, still a
0: mistake. Um, but it's funny how it yeah. all like it all works in threes. It's like, yeah, I'm oh, not in threes, I guess, but you know, when you know Jerry's outside with Winona, and then. The, China, the incident with the Chinese post office worker or postal worker happens and then a minute later Elaine you know Kramer drives past with yeah. the cigar store Indian. you know it doesn't really work out for Jerry no, no 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 I it think, was meant to fail from the start
1: I, I think, think the universe is conspiring against him in that point yeah and, I think so too. and trying to tell him that Winona is probably too good for him yeah maybe or maybe, <laughs> maybe. something more sinister who yeah, knows, who knows? <laughs> I knows. guess when we
0: talk about her we can uh, flesh out her personality yeah for sure for sure Elaine gives the cigar store Indian to Kramer who believes he can make a bundle selling it he has an idea for a coffee table book about about coffee tables, and asks her to mention it to Mr. Litman, but Elaine says it's a dumb idea. George meets a woman named Sylvia, played by Carissa Channing, at a furniture refinishing store, and takes her to his parents' home where they have sex. His parents discover his prophylactic wrapper in their bed and the absence of Frank's TV guide and ground him. you are grounded, despite George being in his mid-30s. Jerry again smooths things over with Winona. Gee, she's a very young... Forgiving person, isn't she? She is. Goodness gracious. But is so afraid of appearing insensitive again that he even avoids referring to their restaurant arrangements as reservations. Winona lets him have her copy of the TV guide to give to Frank. Elaine takes it to the Costanza's house where the TV enthusiast from the subway tracked her by reading the postal address. Frank is dissatisfied with the TV guide since the cover was stained by tzatziki sauce from the gyro <laughs> Elaine was he's got eating. got stains all over it. Yeah, it has got stains all over it and yells at her. Ricky comes I'll to, talk her to
1: her anyway I want.
0: <laughs> yes, Ricky comes to her defense and inadvertently knocks the refinished coffee table over. When owner insists on having the TV guide back, when Jerry says it's too late, she accuses him of trying to call her an Indian giver. I'm and, sorry, I'm not familiar with that term. <laughs> I'm not with that. Great defense, and breaks up with him while trying to sell the sti- cigar store Indian to a cigar dealer. Kramer meets Lipman who offers to buy for five hundred dollars. Giddy up. Would you mind helping me bring it to my office? It's next door. Pendant pen publishing. publishing. Giddy up again. Giddy up again. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Pendant Publishing. Oh. Giddy up again. <laughs> Giddy up again, yes. Kramer <laughs> helps Lippmann carry the Indian to his office, where Kramer pitches his coffee table book. Lippmann's intrigued and reprimands Elaine for not coming up with such ideas.
1: What the hell do you do around here all day <laughs> anyway? I know,
0: right, Elaine? Uh, uh, yes, yeah, yeah, lost Elaine. for words. Yeah, cops it. Uh, <laughs> Estelle takes the coffee table to the same furniture store George took it to. She runs into the woman George had sex with and reveals the truth about him. Elaine and Jerry take the subway to Queens to give Frank the Roker TV guy, which they had to order from the TV guide. They're separated when Jerry runs to get a gyro and Al Roker himself gets on the train and becomes interested in Elaine. Interesting. Interesting. <laughs> oh, he's not. Interesting. And he does like his uh, wink. And the, his, same, the, his, same yeah, the same expression as, as on the as, TV, as on guard, the TV yeah. guide. Like, yeah, that's right. I love how Elaine looks at like... <laughs> ah, same dude. Uh, the only other secondary in this episode is uh, Geppetto, the antique store owner. He's played by Ralph Man- uh, Excuse me, Ralph Manza. That's what I was trying to say. That's Amazing. right. Do you have uh, some episode trivia? Oh, I sure do. You know, in the original script, Stephen, I did mention before the break that there was a bit of trivia about the rubber yep. uh, in the episode. Um, Estelle was actually meant to find a used condom, but that was deemed too gross. Yeah, you know, it is a bit gross. You know, you're grabbing your son's, you know, cum-stained, you know, condom and you know, <laughs> shoving it in the camera, you know, it's not probably not the best. Thing is, it
1: yeah, they wouldn't have been able to show that. I mean,
0: definitely. Yeah. You made a good point this morning when we had coffee that, um, you said that you know they can't say the word masturbation, yeah. How are they going to have like a used condom on camera? Yeah, you I mean, that's
1: far more risque,
0: yeah, indeed. Um, yeah, showing semen
1: that's basically porn, yeah, pretty much. Yes, yeah. I mean, it would have been interesting if they did think that they could have gotten away with it. It would have been interesting how they would have implied that it was a used condom, yeah. but
0: had it off screen. It would have been like euphemized, yeah. somehow. Yeah.
1: But but because it's a visual joke, how do you, how do you how do you do a visual joke when the, the visual prop is off screen? Of it course, would, I it mean, just wouldn't have worked. Yeah, it but, wouldn't have worked. So but the I, rap is even funnier. Yeah,
0: you know, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. The, the I think it's less is more. You know, because yeah. yeah, it. it makes you think what happened to the condom. Yeah, exactly. You know what well, I mean. It's sort of, it sort of it lets you imagine the situation a bit more. That's it's right, not as yes. it's not as blunt. No. Yeah. Of course. Uh. Some trivia I have: um, the original draft of the episode was called "The
0: Moosehead." oh right.
1: Yeah, so in this version of the episode, Jerry buys Elaine a moosehead instead of uh, the, st- uh, the the the, the, the titular su- yep. cigar store Indian. Yeah. Um, uh, and owner is offended by the gift because she's an animal rights activist rather than a Native American. Ah,
0: there you go. So Jerry was going to be screwed one way or another. Yeah, he just yeah, can't yeah. Win. yeah. You're right. The universe is uh, conspiring against him, and, and it's saying don't be with her. Yeah, so obviously yeah.
1: they were trying to find a way for Jerry to be insensitive to someone he was attracted to. Nice. Thus creating a conundrum for him. But how would he have carried the moose head into Elaine's apartment? would have been heavy. I guess well, he carried well, a, the Indian. A moose, in. a moose head is smaller than a... Uh, uh, than a discus or Indian. Oh, right, okay. I mean, it might be a bit more awkward because yeah, you've got yeah, big yeah. antlers. Yeah. But overall, I think it's less cumbersome ah. than a, than an Indian. That makes sense. Yeah, for sure. Indeed. Uh, Larry, David, and Jerry felt though that the moosehead was too reminiscent of, of sitcoms from decades past. Ah, sure. Um, and they told Gamal and Prost, the the writers for the episode, to replace the moosehead with the Indian. Um, and uh, change Winona from an animal rights activist to a Native American.
0: There you go. Yeah, uh, so mm.
1: um, they actually wanted it to be something more politically incorrect, I think sort of driving the point home yeah. of, of the episode. Of course. Or at least Jerry's storyline in the episode. Yeah,
0: yeah, showing like a message. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. One of the actors Sam Lloyd beat for the role of Ricky was Jack Black.
1: Oh, ah, mm. wow, I didn't know that. Interesting, yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, according to, to prose as well, Max Prose, one of the writers, um, the incident with the Chinese pa- uh, postman um, was almost verbatim from yeah. his real life.
0: Yeah. That's usually the case. Like with episodes from like seasons one to seven, it's yeah. usually a situation where one of the writers was involved in it. I know? think
1: the most common or the most uh, known situation with that is uh, the contest. Yeah, of course. You know, which was... With Larry, yeah. Yeah, I think that happened in college. Yeah, remember? that's right. Yeah. Something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. yeah so uh, Prose was walking through Chinatown one night And uh, he asked the postman if he knew where a Chinese restaurant was and uh, whether it was still open. And uh, the postman started screaming at him, thinking that that he uh, assumed he knew where it was because of his ethnicity, not because of the fact that he's a postman. Yeah, of course. Um, Yeah, so perfect incident to (laughs) ride into an episode. (laughs) Nice. Yeah.
0: And it works out too because it, like, fucks Jerry. Oh, for sure. You know, like in that scene, Jerry's trying to atone. Yeah, he just can't. He can't. Yeah, he can't can't backtrack. (laughs) He can't. No. Um, And also, uh, you're probably wondering, what's that tune that Ricky's humming when he's making the... uh, TV Guide bouquet. That's the I Love Lucy theme song.
1: Six hours of Lucy. Yeah, I love Lucy. Everybody loves Lucy. <laughs> the Lucy Show. The Lucy Show.
0: <laughs> is that the Twilight Zone? Ooh, this is a good one. You do know the voice so well. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Uh, The actress uh, C.K. Stiefel, who plays Sylvia, who's George's uh, love interest in this episode. Yeah,
0: credited as Carissa Channing in the episode, yes.
1: Yep. She um, uh, also played Kramer's girlfriend in The Keys.
0: That's right. In the opening scene where uh, Jerry walks back in with his girlfriend and uh, they see him. You know, walking out of the bedroom. We talked about that in, in the Keys episode. Oh, uh, did we? I can't yeah, remember. we did the Keys. Yes, okay. we talked about. It. Yes, yep. I do remember doing one. it. I just couldn't remember that yeah. specific thing. She's in that one as well. That's right. Yes. Yep. Yeah. Uh,
1: another bit of trivia. So when George is showing Sylvia his uh, parents' house, claiming it to be his own, the the song that's playing in the background is by the Ray of Singers. That's right. Originally, they were trying to get "The Lonely Bull" by a guy named Herb Albert and, and the, the Tijuana, Tijuana Brass. Brass. Yes, but uh, they couldn't get the they couldn't secure the rights to
0: use the song. Yeah, that's right. Yes, very interesting, huh? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, Um, And also, uh, Kramer comes up with the coffee table book on coffee tables in this episode yeah uh, but when interviewed in the opposite later on he claimed that the idea originated when he was skiing mm. so there you go a bit of uh, continuity area there yeah a bit and of al- a goof and also another thing that I've noticed as well you know when George and Sylvia go into the main bedroom and have sex yep it's revealed in like later seasons that Frank and Estelle sleep in separate beds yeah a
1: bit of a continuity area error yeah, there is. yeah. interesting oh, I mean Seinfeld is amazing for its continuity but
0: nothing's perfect eh, it's all right. all yeah it's alright all good
1: yeah yeah, yeah. alright
0: right. secondary characters yeah uh, Winona let's yeah why not let's do it played by actor and writer Kimberly Guerrero geez played by I'll start that again sorry folks played by actor and writer Kimberly Guerrero Uh, she's credited as Kimberly Norris in the episode known for the TV shows Blood and Oil and Longmire as well as appearing in episodes of Northern Exposure Walker Texas Ranger and The Sopranos Uh, two of them are your favourites
1: I'm trying to think who she is in The Sopranos.
0: Ah, uh, She's in one episode. Oh. Ah. Yeah. I'm okay. Not. She's mm. she's also a public speaker and an advocate promoting personal and community development.
1: Huh. Yes. Okay. She uh, is a pretty prolific theatre actress as well. She's oh, performed right. in Chicago on Broadway. Oh, wow. Uh, the National Theatre in London oh. and the Sydney Theatre Company right here in Australia.
0: Oh, really nice. Yep. Good so on you, Kimberly. Yes. Very good. Uh, Winona, yes. So I, you know, she says that she writes about. She wanted to write about Al Roker with minorities in the media. Yep. I think she works for like, like a like a publishing firm or maybe like a media outlet or something. Yeah, and know, I she's thought, probably, I thought she's maybe like a journalist or yeah, she writes op eds. You that's know? that's exactly what I thought. Yeah. I could
1: I thought maybe she's a uh, like a, a novelist yeah. or, or a non fiction writer. Oh right, but um, I that's what I initially thought. But yeah. when I thought about it a bit more, I think it's a case of yeah, she's a, either a journo or just just a writer for you know the New York Times, Or maybe or a freelance of, writer
0: or something. Yeah. you know she writes opeds. Yeah, you know puts them in like the New York Times. Yeah, whatever, for so.
1: some reason, freelance writer fits. I think the closest. Um, yeah, and I I feel like she'd be writing for generally left-wing publications, yeah, given the course. fact given the fact that she um, you know is a minority herself in American society if and she, probably yeah. in in her industry. If she was around today, she'd probably work for the Guardian or yeah, something. You yeah, know.
0: For yeah, for sure, Wall Street Journal or uh-huh. one of those fake news outlets. <laughs> oh, yeah, of CNN, course. CNN, all their failed ratings. Jim yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <She McCashter>. Acosta. <laughs> is he back in the White House yet, or is he still banned? Oh, I don't know. Who knows? <laughs> oh no, he
1: was a judge. A, a judge granted him approval. But then the White House again um, retracted his authority because ah, they're they're rewriting the rules. Yeah. yeah. Of anyway, um, yeah. So Winona wouldn't be allowed in the White House no, in 2018. She wouldn't, she wouldn't know. <laughs> yeah. This episode wouldn't be allowed to air in 2018, and she wouldn't be allowed to ask questions in uh, the White House. No, indeed. In 2018.
0: Yes. I think Winona. I think because of Jerry's, you know, most of the time unintentional racial insensitivities. Yeah. You know, the thing that struck me about her was when he mentions. The Indian giver. He tries to explain what it is without mentioning the word. Yep. she really gets rolled up and gets in his face and says, "You mean an Indian giver?" Yeah. So she's really, obviously, really upset and sensitive. Like she's probably copped a lot of racist, racist comments growing up and stuff yeah. as a Native yep. American and stereotype, um, you know, stereotypes and rude remarks and stuff. So yeah, for sure. You know, yeah.
1: I think um, she not only writes about issues that she experiences. But I theorized as well that she's probably like a spokesperson for, um, you know, for representation of Native Americans in the media or something like that. I wouldn't be surprised if she sort of operates in an official capacity as, you know, the head of a committee or some sort of maybe even a charity or something like that. That champions Native Americans in in various industries where they're not represented or respected or Mm -hmm. they don't have as much, um, you know, as much opportunity. So, I can see her in that capacity. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, which... uh, you know, because it's something, because it's her experience, and it's something that, uh, you know, she feels passionate about personally as well as professionally. I can understand why she'd be pretty, uh, pretty raging at Jerry for yeah, yeah, yeah. The, uh, the, 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 the sequential sort of foibles that he um, unintentionally commits um, against her. Uh, I really like her. I think she's Yeah, I think she's, I think cool. she's good. It's good. Yeah, uh, well, she, she's good, yeah. I yeah. Say. Yeah, I th- yeah. She just seems really relaxed and really cool. Yeah. Um, she's really beautiful.
0: Really beautiful. And very, I, I said before, very forgiving as yeah. well. You know, like most you know some people obviously it's understandable if you're racially insensitive you know it's understandable if the the person who's affected doesn't want to see you ever again just by that one remark i mean that's understandable well but she seems very forgiving like she's like okay it was a misunderstanding with jerry and then when the thing happened with the postman and kramer you know then she's like oh but but then jerry talks her around again you know for the third time so clearly i think with winona she wants to date jerry i think she's keen on him too i think it's like they're both attracted to each other yeah, cause and when he, I think Winona wants to keep giving him a chance saying, look, I think Jerry's a really good guy I yep. think he's just overstepped the mark but he's kind of, he's forgiven you know, he's kind of felt bad for doing it so, look, I'll, I'll give him one more we'll go yep. and then the Indian a thing kind of Well, I mean, that's off. sort
1: of the third or fourth uh, you know, again, he puts his foot in it. I don't think it's intentional. He's not a racist person. Uh, yeah. But I think it's just too much. I in, think yeah. in such a quick succession, she's like, nah, no, this and, is
0: just uh, too much. No, and I think she was really attracted to Jerry. And I think the point was, I think at the point where the Indian giver comment came up, mm. I think from there, she thought to herself, nah, yep, I'm done with him. This is it. Yeah. I've given him so many chances. I like him, but. No. Yeah, I think because you see, it, like, get rolled up and in a, his face. Yep. Yeah, I think she that, also gets she a bit angry yeah.
1: as well because him trying to not be insensitive is almost patronizing. Yeah, and it's and it's sort of trying too hard. It seems insincere. Yeah, he, that's right. Like, I don't think she would actually be if he said, you know, because she goes, "Oh, how do we get into the restaurant?" He said, "I made a reservation." Yeah, okay, I don't think. Cool. I don't think. You know, I don't think anyone who is of any minority group would be offended if you used uh, what you know could potentially be an offensive word in a different context. Exactly,
0: and, and even like the scalper. Like, where'd you get him? I got him from a scalper. Yeah.
1: Okay. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. So you know, I, I think like, she yeah. I think she thinks that he's trying too hard or it seems insincere. Yeah, that's right. You know, which yeah. is probably just contributing to her frustration and with him.
0: She, And she can see it. Yeah. She can see that he's not trying hard enough. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Because I think that's kind of insulting to her to think that she's so sensitive that you can't even say a, an associated word that's yeah. not even used in that context. No, no. You know, so yeah, that would contribute to her, um, yeah, to a general frustration with Jerry as yeah, well. Indeed. Um, I also wanted to mention as well that she, um,
0: yeah, what did uh, she do?
1: Well, she broke up with the vitamin guy. So that's the first thing that Elaine says oh, about yeah, her. The like, guy, oh yeah, vitamin guy. Yeah, she broke up with the vitamin so guy. So she's
0: into fitness. Is that what you're going to say?
1: Uh, no, no, no. I think uh, I don't think the vitamin guy has anything to do with her. I think that's just what they called him because he's probably a vitamin salesman. Yeah, or he owns a, sure. a health food shop or something yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I think he broke up. With, I think she broke up with him because of maybe him being racially insensitive. Again, as well. yeah.
0: yeah. So yep. she she's trying to find someone who's not racially insensitive, and yeah. then she whether just can't it's accidental
1: seem to, or intentional, but yeah. she just can't seem to.
0: Because you know, like in in the old days with like cartoons and even like the Peter Pan animated film, you know the stereotypes of Native Americans. You know they're really yeah. You watch them and you're like, oh my god, yeah. You know what I mean? It's like so I can see like her frustration growing up watching like i guess white people's interpretations of native americans you yeah know, and she's like geez she's yeah. just grown tired of it yeah i don't and blame I, her
1: and and you know as well as experiencing sort of deeper more spiritual displacement you know of of lands and her history and her tribes people because she's a Navajo, yeah um you know that that's sort of on a personal spiritual level but probably just seeing misrepresentations and bad representations in the media yeah which we're assuming she works in so it's sort of I guess it would be, you know, she would see it on all fronts, you know, in her personal life and professional life. And I guess she's just got a really, really short fuse about it. So, if someone oversteps the mark, even if she likes him, uh, like she'll Jerry, call him out for she'll it. she'll just be like, no, nah, we nah. just don't have time. See you yeah, later. Exactly. Yeah. I wanted to ask you as well, um, do you think that she knows Elaine from college? Because Elaine's, you know, she we assume that she's she went to college and maybe studied writing or something like that. Yeah. Well, you know, know. She works yeah, in yeah. publishing. Yeah. yeah and yeah. she wants to be a writer. They probably
0: met in uni or yeah. college. Yeah. And they're yeah.
1: about the same age. Yeah. And they seem like old friends as they well. They do. Yeah. They don't seem like they're new friends. That's right. And I thought it was interesting as well that she's never mentioned or. I mean, you know, so most of the secondary characters are just episodic. They appear in an episode, serve their purpose, and they're gone. Mm. But, uh, you know, she could have been a a semi consistent secondary character.
0: Um, Especially in Elaine's storyline. Yeah. Or maybe even branching into Jerry's once in a while. For sure. For sure, for sure.
1: I think that maybe she, you know, because she obviously doesn't like Kramer because of what he (laughs) yells out of the cab. Yeah, that's right. And uh, I think that just helps her characterize. Jerry as someone who she doesn't want to be around Maybe and you know she cuts him out eventually maybe she does the same to Elaine she's like well if you're Jerry's mate and I've cut Jerry out yeah. by extension you're cut too you're cut too yeah. you even know, though they've been friends for a long time yeah, yeah. she's just like no that's I don't. why we never see her again yeah <laughs> yeah. yeah. that's <laughs> what sense. I thought about that yeah definitely yeah. yeah good point do you have anything else about uh, Winona
0: no I liked her character I thought she was pretty good yeah no she's cool yeah, she's Very really well, cool well acted yeah, yeah cool alright uh, Ricky
1: yeah let's talk about
0: Ricky played by Sam Lloyd known for, known for appearing in Scrubs Uh, He played the character Ted in 95 episodes of the show. And he's also appeared in the films Galaxy Quest and Flubber. A couple of childhood favorites of mine. Yeah. Uh, His character also appeared in The Pie in the final scene where it's revealed that it was he who created the Elaine mannequin. (laughs) I call it Elaine.
1: I call it the Elaine. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Highlighter. He carries a highlighter around. <laughs> he
0: does, yes. So he can mark off the shows on the TV. <laughs> yeah, clearly so, a massive TV enthusiast. Obviously, um,
1: I think it's just a pop culture nerd because if you, when you see him cutting up. The uh, TV guide into the bouquet, and is humming the "I Love Lucy" tune. That's right. Uh, If you take a look at his apartment or room, Mm -hmm. he's got uh, a lot of gaming equipment there. There's a joystick on the the bench. Oh, yeah, yeah,
0: like an Atari or something. Yeah, I think it's like an Atari or something like that. Yeah.
1: Um, and there's also a bunch of CDs and posters and um, what look to be movie posters. They're kind of blurred in the background, so you can't really make out what they are. So I think it's just a massive awkward pop culture nerd. Pop
0: culture nerd, and you know, if he was around, you know, when the internet's around, he'd be probably writing blogs.
1: You probably have you a know, pop culture podcast. You probably would, yeah. You know, super nerdy pop culture My podcast. My
0: name's Ricky, and I love Elaine.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know. Probably have a tribute podcast for
0: her. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we want a tribute podcast for JLD. So. That's true. He <laughs> could join for Elaine. <laughs> That's right. He can jump on ours. <laughs> nice, Ricky, Stephen, and Ivan. Perfect. For sure, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Now, he's a he's a big nerd, uh, introverted. Socially awkward. Um, and we find out in the pie that he designs mannequins. Yes. So that's his day job. That's his day job. No, he's, so he's clearly a creative fellow. Yep. And even creating the bouquet from uh, Frank's RIP TV Guide, that's very creative. Yeah. So he's got a very creative mind. Yeah, for sure. He's yeah. got some skills. Mm, he does.
1: I think he spends little to no time with humans, women no, especially. Very little, yes. And I think a lot of his ideas of what it, you know, what our social norms come from TV. I don't think it comes from, you know, you sort of learn how to be a social person unless you're introverted or awkward. As you grow up, you know, you interact with people and you kind of learn how to be a person in
0: the world. But he's learnt it all from TV. Yeah, yeah. I think,
1: you know, which is a representation of reality. It is not reality. No, that's right. So I think he bases his social interactions and how to be a person off uh, TV, movies, things that he loves, the yeah. pop culture that he loves. Yeah, I think so too. Because he doesn't have any experience with real
0: people. No, yeah, clearly an introvert. Um, yeah. 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 I would go so far as to say
1: he is quite deluded. I mean, he deluded how? Well, he, I mean, he he, he thinks that him and Elaine are together. Elaine's giving him no. Oh right, okay. You know what I mean? Like yeah, he turns yeah, 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 up yeah. and then he acts as if they're together. He's like, "Come on, Elaine, let's go." And yeah. she's giving him no indication yeah, yeah, at all. Yeah, yeah, yeah nothing, nothing, nothing. Nothing. Not a not a speck of no interest hands, or anything no hands, at all. Nothing. nothing at all. Yeah. So I think he's quite delusional, and I would say possessive. Um, very possessive you know and just very controlling and a bit of a creep
0: do you think he wants to be loved
1: yeah I think he's harmless I don't think he's like a dangerous creep I don't think he would you know like harm anyone physically or emotionally or anything like that he's just very uh, I guess disconnected from reality he can't read social cues at all
0: I think he believes you know he watches a lot of TV shows and movies where people meet on the train or the subway and they fall in love Yeah, he probably thinks that That's real life. Yeah. And maybe he feels like, quote, unquote, in love with Elaine, but he's not. But because he thinks in TV and movies it happens, maybe it happened to me. Yeah. You know? For sure. Yeah. I think he's a
1: romantic, awkward nerd who has no social skills, but ultimately is harmless. I don't think he would ever do anything to physically oh, no, or emotionally so or mentally harm someone. No. He's just very inappropriate yep.
0: and oversteps lines yep. unknowingly. But yeah, <laughs> That's him. Yep. Yes. Uh, do you have anything else about Ricky? No, that's it. I reckon we should have another quick break, Steve, and uh, we'll talk about Sylvia, uh, a bit about Al Roker. Uh, you've also got notes on Geppetto and uh, who else? And the postman. Beautiful. Highlighter. Excuse me? To highlight the programs you plan to watch. Uh, look really I'm I'm just trying to read fine okay it's just I've never seen a beautiful lady reading the guide so far away from a TV
1: you must really like television all right let's uh, let's crack on and we can talk about Sylvia yes George's love interest in the show Indeed. in the episode
0: yes Oh, I was going to say, oh, were you going to say played by, no? No, no, that's your, that's your thing. That's my bag, okay. Yeah. Played by C.K. Uh She was credited as Carissa Channing in this episode, uh, known for appearing in the films Frankenhooker and, and Lurkers. Uh, hmm. As we mentioned earlier, she has appeared in The Keys in Season 3 as Kramer's girlfriend before he heads off to L.A., and... Uh, she hasn't had an acting credit since 1996, but she's produced short films over oh, the last couple okay. of decades. Right, right, right. Yeah, so there you go. She's more of a pr- producer now. So, yeah, uh,
1: yes. So she is. I don't know. She's strangely attracted to George. No matter what George does, George is, you know, would come across as a weird person. The fact that he's got baby photos on him. Yeah. The fact that he said it's prune juice. The fact that he's got, uh, you know, interior design like a a couple of old people. Yeah, I. Frank and Estelle. Yeah. Um. The more sort of quirky he is, the more she is attracted, attracted to him. yeah.
0: Because she says that there's not many cool guys in Queens. Yeah. I'm not familiar with the demographics of Queens, but I could imagine it's more of like an older kind of population. Maybe. maybe. I'm I've, not sure. I Again, know. I don't I've never been to Queens. I have no idea. What, one interesting thing that I'd like to say is I reckon CK was probably inspired by Fran Drescher in The okay. Nanny. You know, because she sounds like Fran Drescher. Yeah. yeah, you know, she's kind of talks like this. When did The
1: Nanny start? I feel like this episode like early 90s, maybe? before The Nanny. I feel like The Nanny started in 95, 96, maybe uh, a few years after I'll this. i have a look. But, um, I think they're both just a cliche of the nasally uh, New, New York woman who mm. who speaks like that. I, yeah. Yeah. I, mean, I think it's just a coincidence, but I'm pretty sure it's The Nanny... No,
0: 1993.
1: St- what? When did it start?
0: A 3rd of November, 1993 was the first episode. Okay. And this December. episode aired on December 9th, 1993. Mm. So it was probably like in season one, maybe season two... Hang on, no, you said the nanny Ed in November. Oh, November '93, and, and this came out a month later. Yeah, okay. Yep, so I think it's just a coincidence. Oh, okay, because yep. I was, I was under the impression that maybe she got. Inspiration from Fran Drescher,
1: but I mean, there's 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 characters like that in like even in Goodfellas. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, some of the the mob wives are kind of these like whiny New York. Yeah. from Queens. Like, yeah, yeah You yeah, know, yeah. they've got right. that high pitched voice. So I, th- I think it's just I think the, nanny-o, the, the, nanny-o. the nanny the 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 nanny yeah. is um you know just the ultimate ex- uh, form of that yeah that stereotype of a person from Queens. Yeah,
0: yeah. And I think Sylvia's Italian American as well for sure. And I think Geppetto is also Italian American. You know? I I assume that they were relatives. I thought that maybe. Sylvia was like his niece or something that's exactly what that's I exactly thought that's exactly what you thought niece yeah yeah because yeah, cool. they seem very comfortable where
1: you know she turns up to work Sylvia you're 45 minutes late yeah and he really he really um, chastises her about it and she's just like eh she's very dismissive yeah. she doesn't really care yeah nepotism
0: yeah, for sure. Like what happens in the White House. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so I, I think he's a bit of a, you know, a bit of an old school taskmaster. He probably works really hard. Yeah. And she's just like, yeah, whatever. Like she knows she can get away with it. She's got a lot of leeway because it's her uncle.
0: Why do you think she's working in the antique store? Um,
1: I don't know. Maybe to meet quirky guys. Maybe <laughs> I may, doubt it. Yeah. <laughs> you
0: think so?
1: Yeah. Maybe she, I don't know. Maybe she's sick of going out with guys. Um, you know and she thinks, well, you know I'm sure quirky guys would come into an antique store because most most people don't go into antique stores. It's a bit of a niche. Hobby or yeah, niche interest, that's right. um, you know. Maybe I could meet some cool guys, um, you know, in the antique store. Because she makes a comment, she's like, "There's no cool." I didn't think there are any cool guys around in this neighborhood. In this neighborhood, yeah, you know. But maybe she tries her luck and eventually pays off by George coming, even though he's a fraud.
0: <laughs> and then you know, Sylvia goes back to George's place pretty quickly. Yeah, know? like they don't go on. A, I, don't, I don't know if they go on a date or anything. I think she just comes over. Uh, yeah, oh. I guess ah. that is the date. There you go. Yeah, I think. Right. I don't know. Maybe
1: it's been a bit of a dry spell for her.
0: Oh, maybe. You know, she's been
1: looking for. Maybe she's like. Marissa to tomei maybe she's very specific about what she likes
0: <laughs> She like short stocky bald men
1: who are funny why and, not? Uh, yeah why not um she really likes kasha as well i don't Karsha know what kasha is <laughs> what is kasha oh. mothballs oh. yeah
0: what is kasha let me google it yeah what is <laughs> kasha? i thought it was like a jewish term I, I don't know yeah kasha is porridge made from cooked buckwheat or similar grain
1: Right. Oh, okay. I don't think that's what they're talking about in the episode no, I but I don't think so either. Uh, yeah. Who
0: knows? Whatever. Yeah. Buckwheat. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. yep. Yep.
1: So I, yeah, I think she, I like her a lot. Yeah, me too. She's I really good. like her. She's good. She's, she's mean in a few Oh, scenes. he must be working a lot. No, he doesn't work. No, he's he a, doesn't. He's a bum. He's a bum. <laughs> he lives at home with me.
0: <laughs> it goes to show how much Estelle can't stand George sometimes, yeah, you know? Yeah, just shits on him. She's, she's just ashamed of him. Yeah. He's a bum.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Not just like, oh, my son's between jobs. She yeah. can't, like, softly explain nah. what's
0: happening. It's just. She just throws the sledgehammer in. Yeah. She's a bum. She's throws a a bum. him under the bus. And throws him under the bus. Yes. Do you have anything else about Sylvia? No, I don't. Okay. Next character. Uh, Geppetto Geppetto yes played by Ralph Manza Manza, yes
1: yes he has appeared in over 160 American film and TV shows holy shit yeah not bad quite a career yeah Uh, he unfortunately passed away in 2000 at uh, the ripe old age of 79 okay so not a bad innings at all yeah okay um, he owns Revelations Antiques in the show. That's the name of the, the, the refinishing
0: and antique shop. And other, doesn't he say in non-antiques? Doesn't yeah, it say it's, like, like underneath? It's, it's like antiques
1: and not-so-antiques. And not so antiques. Not so antique. like yeah, not-so-antique, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So, Nice. And, and when you look carefully at what is in the shop, it is it is kind of, uh, you know, kitschy things like the Cigar Store Indian yeah, yeah, yeah. as well as antiques. So I think it's a bit of a mix, a of, bit of, a mix yeah. of, of bits and pieces. Yep, yep. Um, I I think he's quite an expert in his field. He sure is, you know, because he he's very knowledgeable about the cigar store Indian as well as the coffee table. I think he's been doing it for a long, 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 a long,
0: long, long, long time. Long, 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 long time. He's a got long, a great long, sense long, of humor long. as well. Yeah, I love how you know he, you know George finally s- let you out, did they? They finally let you out, did they? Yeah, I yeah. think he's sarcastic, and yeah, yeah,
1: I think he'd be a cool guy to work for. Do
0: you reckon he knows Estelle and Frank? Probably. Probably like yeah. those of them, yeah. yeah. I mean, mm-hmm.
1: it's a local store. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I imagine it's quite a close little neighbourhood. Yeah. Um, you know, and if he doesn't know them personally, he would know probably at least of them. Of the Costanzas. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, because yeah. they're, you know, they're pretty eccentric and... Mm-hmm. and I, I think they you can would can probably
0: hear them yelling from, you know, yeah, his shop. He's yeah. like, yep, because Costanzas are home.
1: Yeah, finally <laughs> finally, you know, when he met them he probably finally a uh, uh, a face to the voices yeah, that's that he's right. been hearing for years. years <laughs> yeah, all the bickering. All the bickering. Yeah. Um I would imagine him spending a lot of time like on his weekends or, you know, when he when he's not working in the shop. Going around to storage spaces that are sold, you know, like abandoned or like storage Yeah,
0: kind of like that. And he buys a storage room for like five hundred bucks. He finds like ten grand worth of stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can imagine him doing
1: that, spending a lot of time going to swap meets and flea markets, and you know, being a real treasure hunter for things in his store. Yeah, yeah. You know, I can imagine him spending a whole weekend just going through storage units or going through flea markets, whatever. And he's been doing it for a long, 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 time. Yeah, a long, 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 long time. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I really like him. And his name is great too, Geppetto.
0: Geppetto, which is, I think, a reference to Pinocchio. Yeah, we were
1: saying that. I think he is because he's an old man who works kind of with wood. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. It's either a really, really big coincidence or a a little nod to uh,
0: Pinocchio. I'm surprised I didn't call Sylvia Jiminy. (laughs) (laughs) That wouldn't work. No, I don't think so. (laughs) True, true. Do you have anything else about Geppetto? Uh, No, not Geppetto. Let's go to Al Roker. Yep. Shall we? The one and the only Al Roker.
1: Albert Lincoln Roker Jr. What a great name. I know, right? Albert. Albert Lincoln Roker. It's an awesome name. Awesome name.
0: Played by himself, he is a weather forecaster, journalist, TV personality, actor, and author. And he is the current weather anchor for NBC's Today Show. Yep. And he appears occasionally as a co-anchor on NBC Nightly News. Interesting fact about him, Steve, he currently holds the Guinness World Record for the longest uninterrupted live weather report, clocking in at... 34 hours straight. Holy shit, what was he covering? The the weather live. No, but
1: like was it a was it a storm or like some
0: like extraordinary um, event? I don't know the details, but huh. apparently he was uninterrupted and it went yeah, it went on air for wow. 34 hours straight. It was a world record attempt. He beat a a Norwegian uh, news channel. Huh. Which held the record. I think their record was like 20 something hours. You'd want it to be an interesting day weatherwise.
1: Imagine if it was just like a clear sunny day with no wind. You'd just be like Still sunny. I'm sure there's probably snippets
0: of it on YouTube. Yeah, probably. have a look and and see. Um, He's also played himself in other shows, uh, including News Radio, Will and Grace, Mad About You, and 30 Rock. Okay. And he's also lent his voice, uh, not as him, or maybe as him, I'm not sure. He's lent his voice for animated films, uh, such as Robots and Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs.
1: There you go. Cloudy
0: with a Chance of Meatballs. That makes sense. Yeah, it does. Mm -hmm. He probably played a weatherman. Probably. Yeah, maybe. (laughs) Yeah, it makes sense.
1: So the only thing I had about him as, you know, beyond uh, him as a real artist, Weatherman and and TV personality is that he steals gyros and he's it's a bit of a bastard he's
0: a bit of well one other guy steals Kramer's one he so doesn't just steal be, it
1: he fucking snatches it I it's a so of, aggressive I reckon, it's just like you know,
0: I reckon a lot of people know about the Greensboro Plaza gyros yeah but, you know it's a thing because you notice like when they when walk past exactly at
1: the right time of like you know they're being trapped yeah, in the door yeah. like the first guy and Al Roker and they know they wait in the wings <laughs>
0: they, you know waiting, <laughs> for, waiting
1: for you know this gyro that's like sticking through the door and yeah, they're just yeah, like yeah. yoink
0: because I'm sure there's been a lot of people because they say the it's only near the platform the shop $3 no change. As Kramer says, yep. like you run out, and grab your food, and run back, but some yeah. people don't make it. Yeah. Nope, no.
1: Nope. I um, I mean, it's it's awful, but I did laugh at you know Elaine when she gets one, how she like sizes up the woman next to her, and she's like, she she looks at her, she's like.
0: And then she shoves it, and I don't think even the
1: woman wanted the gyro. She no. just trying to get out. And it's not like there were six people in front of her. and yeah. she had to shove them out <laughs> she away. Just like pushes she could, the old woman. She out. could have just ran, and <laughs> she wouldn't have. It wouldn't have been an issue at all. But
0: um, but I love how people are at the door. Yeah, and then like Kramer tries to run for it, and Jerry tries to run for it. So <laughs> yeah, no, it they're, they're all in it Ooh. for one thing. Gyro, gyro.
1: Have you ever had a gyro? Yeah, really nice. Okay, are they kind of like kebabs?
0: Yeah, they're a bit like kebabs. They've got like they can have lamb or okay. chicken typically. They, they're
1: um, a Middle Eastern food, aren't they? No,
0: it's Greek. Oh, gyro gyros okay. gyros oh. is that the it's same it's pronounced gyros oh. but it's gyro it must be the American term right but gyros yeah it's basically like oh, okay. it's Euros. basically like lamb chicken uh, like in like a wrap yep like with a, salad and yeah, tzatziki salad and, and stuff. tzatziki. Yeah. yeah oh, right. okay. There you go. That's what it is. Cool, cool. Three dollars, not bad. Pretty for, good for a gyro, for sure. Yeah, not bad, not bad.
1: Yep. Uh, do you have anything else about anyone else? <laughs> no, that's it. That's a- all my secondary characters. Actually, I've got some notes about the postman.
0: Oh, you do about the postman? Yes, he was played by Benjamin Loom, Loom. Benjamin Loom, or Benjamin W S Loom. Okay. Yes. Yep.
1: He was born in Hawaii. Uh, and he, Yes. So he mm. was known for roles in another 48 hours, the Wizard of Speed and Time, uh, Star Trek The Next Generation, and uh, a whole bunch more. Ah. And uh, him as well, unfortunately, passed uh, in 2002. Oh. So it. at the very young age of 49.
0: Ah too so soon too
1: soon r.i.p ralph manza aka gebetto yeah. and uh benjamin loom the postman
0: yes indeed yeah so you so say so it was funny because it kind of reminded me before he's revealed who he is it reminded me of newman okay you know because like, he had like the same kind of build as newman and he's supposed to work yeah, yeah yeah. i thought maybe i thought it was going to be like newman okay you know like you know if you've watched the cigar indian for the first time yeah you probably think is that newman you know, yeah like the large guy behind the thing
1: yeah, I, I, actually, I can imagine a situation if they didn't do the the, the Chinese postman thing and then the and interaction. I could imagine Newman. Oh, hello, Newman. And yeah. and him saying something to. You know, to, to make one, Jerry look bad in yeah, front of Winona. That's like, right, yes. You know, he's racist. Yeah. He doesn't like Native Americans. Yeah. So even if even if the even if it wasn't the the, the Chinese postman, <laughs> yeah, yeah. it would've worked with Newman, I it think. It would have worked, I just, think. Just just to fuck Jerry shit up.
0: No, I just like literally like before he was revealed to be, you know, yeah. Benjamin. Yep. The postman, it was like I thought it was Newman for yeah, a second. Yeah, I, I didn't even put that together, yeah, but that makes perfect sense. There you go. Yeah, he probably knows Newman. Yeah. Yeah. they probably Well they both work for the USPS.
1: Yeah, that's true. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh I I wanted to ask you Um, I think we've talked about this but do you think that his reaction was warranted given that I I mean I understand that you would if, if you were on the receiving end of being asked where a Chinese restaurant was I can understand a misassumption perfectly acceptable we all do that from time to time but He just seems to jump down Jerry's throat without giving him a
0: chance at all to explain himself. But Jerry's modus operandi is because, like, the postal worker is a postman and he knows the area. Like, Jerry isn't saying, oh, because he's Chinese, you know, a Chinese restaurant. Yeah. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, no, that's what I'm saying. Do you think that his reaction was over the top or unwarranted? He
0: probably either was the subject of, like, you know, like a racist comment, maybe before maybe on the day someone said hey you're a chinaman or something you know what i mean yeah like maybe something really insensitive so okay. maybe he or maybe he's used to you know because back back like in the 80s and 90s there's a lot of anti-asian sentiment that's true you know so maybe he um he's you know, been the recipient of a lot of it he's been the recipient of a lot of it so maybe he had like a really bad day someone said a racist remark to him and yeah or maybe he gets racist remarks like you know he mm-hmm. delivers someone's mouth Say, oh thanks chinaman you know yep. what i mean like maybe he cops it a yep. lot on, on his work shift. And then one day, you know, he's had a really shitty day. He's on his last post box or something, and then Jerry says it. And any other day, you know, he'd say, oh, look, it's over there. But that day he copped it he's really snaps, And he snapped. Yeah, yeah, okay, fair enough. I think that's what it is. Yeah, no. Again. I think it, I think it all built up. Probably yeah. from either, like, something that day or maybe, like, over the weeks or in the months. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Really, like, not, not, not nice comments. Very no. nasty racist remarks. For sure. For yep. sure. Yeah.
1: And, I mean, I... But in that moment, I do feel sorry for Jerry because he's like, no, no, I was just he's trying to... He's got good intentions. Yeah. yeah, yeah and yeah. and he makes a, an honest mistake.
0: And this is pre-Google, so he couldn't just no. turn on location services and Google it. Exactly. You know? it couldn't
1: be done. Um, you no. know, and I also feel sorry for him because it makes him look extra bad in front of Winona. It does, in front of When Winona. he's just like... <laughs> like, nothing's going right.
0: Yeah, and it shows to Winona as well. Like, he, she thinks in that after that happens, he's not just racist to Native Americans, he's racist to all other races, mm-hmm. you know?
1: Actually, one point I did want to make about Winona, I was going to say it when we were talking about her up the top, was that I think she's a sort of person, you know, she's obviously very sensitive about these issues, being a Native American and uh, seeing it a lot in the media and her personal life and, you know, sort of her history and her tribe's history and all of that sort of stuff. I think she's a sort of person who reacts with passion but then sits with something over time and then thinks about it a bit more logically and calmly and replace the situation in a head and goes, Oh, hang on. And sort of, uh, you know, sees it for what it is. So, you know, she reacts angrily to Jerry. She's very upset at the sort of three or four mistakes he makes, except at the end. But then her forgiveness comes from reflection and going, "Well, hang on, what was his intention?" Exactly. And yeah. his intention wasn't bad. And then that's why she would have given him another chance. Yeah, yeah. Um, but you know, after the fourth time in what two days? That was it. Yeah, she was yeah. just like, "No, <laughs> no this isn't <laughs> too work. too frequent." Yeah, too frequent. <laughs> yeah. Do you have anything else about any of the other secondaries? No, that's it for me. uh Okay. Well, that is the cigar store Indian in terms of secondary characters. Indeed.
0: uh Where does this
1: episode sit in your general episode list?
0: Well, we have 65 episodes that we've covered as Mm -hmm. of today. Uh, For me, number 38. Okay. Um, Oh, sorry. No, 39, rather. 39. Yeah, just behind the Chiva letters and after the Kiss Hello, which is a number 40. Yeah, I mean, for me, a lot of good laughs in this one, but I found, you know, watching it in 2018, I was a bit... I cringed a little bit with some of the uh, some of Jerry's Native American kind of you know things that he said yep uh, you know the things about Native Americans I kind of I don't think it would really fly in 2018 they kind of rubbed me the wrong way a little bit yep like don't call me a snowflake because I'm not a liberal snowflake Yeah. for those out there who might think that but no I just yeah I I yeah, I look, I, like I said, it's a funny episode, but I think I, I bring it down a few points probably because of that. Fair enough. Yeah, yeah. I'm and not I mean- saying like ban the episode. Like to me, I feel like it's a relic of its time. Yeah, like in the like, especially like with the recent argument about a poo. Yeah, from the Simpsons. You know, like. You know, Hank Azaria did the voice, and, you know, back then, you know, with Apu, and he does the voice, but he doesn't mean to be racist, but yep. then other people interpret it. You know, it's just like a product of its time, you know? Yeah. It was the 90s. I think the know. thing with Apu, though, was
1: a bit more complicated, because it's a white guy doing a stereotype, Yeah. and at that point, you know, non- or Caucasian people either, um, uh, you know, appearing as, you know, some sort of minority or, yeah. col- or person of colour... Or a voice was sort of an issue anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, But I know what you mean. It's sort of it's of its time, and you can't apply the the social norms and morals and expectations retroactively and go, it's wrong. Yeah, it's you know, it's it's yeah, it's cringy. It wouldn't it wouldn't fly now, or at least that part of the episode wouldn't fly now. Wouldn't. Um, and yeah, it's yeah, and I think it's handled. Okay.
0: Okay. Yeah. yeah. Overall, a funny episode, but I bring it down a few notches because of that. Yeah. yeah. Fair enough. Yep. It, if if it wasn't as much, it'd probably be in my top thirty. Like yeah. Maybe just, but nah, thirty nine.
1: Yep. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Uh, it's it's at number 45 for me. Okay. And basically
0: yeah. the same argument. What you were saying, yeah. Yeah. I, I think I said at the start,
1: uh, take out the, 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 the Jerry in the, the scenes that are considered insensitive and, yeah. uh, you know, that wouldn't fly now. And I think it's still a strong episode. Um, but yeah, it's just, it's brought down by, it. you can't help but view it through the lens of 2018, because yeah. it is 2018. Of course. And all of these sort of issues are being discussed every day. It's sort of unavoidable. So you can't help but watch it through that lens. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, but uh, yeah, not a bad episode, just weighed down by some of its uh, redundancies yeah
0: but I would watch it again like if it's on TV or something yeah I'd sit down and watch it for sure I mean
1: Kramer's awesome in it George's parents yep uh, Estelle like I
0: mentioned Estelle was fantastic in this episode I think one of her best yep for sure one of her best since the contest yeah I think that's her best one but you know like that's a really good one. of first two definitely. Wait so uh,
1: out. Do any of the characters appear in your top ten? Or 20? Unfortunately,
0: no. I would have wanted to put Winona in my top twenty, but uh, she just misses out. Just misses out. Yep. How about you, Jimeno? Uh, no, I, I do like him, but uh, no, he's not curmudgeonly enough. Not curmudgeon, No, no he no. he won't beat Clompus and uh, and Alton. Not yeah, at all. Not, not at all. Or I'm um, the
1: record store owner, or any of them, or I'm um, Joe the fruit shop owner. <laughs> None of them. No, he's no, not curmudgeon not. old dude. No, no, he's not grumpy enough.
0: Sid Fields is my curmudgeon old dude. Yeah, he's my boy. Yeah, true. He's, he's a
1: titular old man. He sure is. Uh, Seinfeld Seinfeldia. Trivia
0: oh, Seinfeldia, yes So today's um, Seinfeld Trivia Fact uh, Larry David popped into the apartment across the hall that belonged to his neighbour Kenny Kramer unannounced as usual but this time he had an unusual request he wanted to write a character based on Kramer into his pilot script with Jerry Kramer gave David his okay taking, oh thank thinking, rather, the chances of it coming to anything were slim. (laughs) So Kenny's like, yeah, you can write about me, but I don't think much will happen. Hmm. Uh, Larry David is going to write a sitcom for prime time, he thought, and nobody's going to put it on the air. That was what he thought. How wrong you were, Kenny. Even David didn't seem to think that it would amount to much. So there you go. (laughs) Here we are. There we are, yes. Cool. Do you have any Seinfeldisms? Yes, I have one, actually. So my partner uh, at her office, she has a very small office, about 10 or 12 people, like employees, I think, where she works. And uh, every year they have a Christmas Kris Kringle, you know, like a secret Santa. But each year it's a different theme. So this year what they do is they're going to find a piece or an item or something in the house which they don't really like or don't really consider like valuable to them anymore up to the value of 40 bucks right and gift it to the other um the chris kringle oh. so for example if there's like a vase that you don't use much you know yep. you gift it and give it to the person who you've been selected by or if there's a book that you don't read or a few books you know you wrap them up the theme is called re
1: oh wow yeah so you have to gift something you've been gifted that you don't want
0: well, no, no, not necessarily a gift. I mean, it could be anything, like in your house, okay, But up to the value of forty bucks, right? Something which you don't really consider valuable to you anymore, but, but someone else might.
1: Isn't the theme of regifting
0: implying that <sighs> implying yes, the other person was a gift? But the Seinfeldism is more like the name, yes, yeah. re-gifting. Like yeah. that's the theme. Yeah, yeah, I know the concept's a bit different to like regifting in in the label maker. Yeah, but I just love the fact that she goes, oh, I guess what the name of the theme is regifting. re-gifting. Yeah, that I'm is like good. That, that, that. That's really like more the Seinfeldism sure. of it. Yes, yep. just the name of it. Just the name. Yeah. No. You're Sure. Yeah, yeah. So that's good. Yep. Now you don't send unwanted gifts. It's yeah. just more like, hey, this thing's been in my house for ages. I don't use it much anymore, but I think that this person will like it. Yep. Yeah. Nice. That's a, that's a good one. Yeah, I like that. How about you?
1: Uh, yeah. So on the weekend, my partner and I went. Uh, we are looking at buying some new or buying a car.
0: Yeah. So you gone to <laughs> uh, the dealership? <laughs> we did. We went
1: to a dealership here in Melbourne, <laughs> and uh, we did and a mechanical check and a once over, and we naturally took it for a test drive.
0: And you ran the gas down to empty.
1: <laughs> Well, the gas was already on empty. Oh, it was. <laughs> and uh, I made a comment. I'm like, "Oh, we better not go too far." And um, the, the 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 salesperson we were talking to was like, "I don't know how much fuel's in there. Um, if it's really <laughs> if it's really low, <laughs> um, let me know, and I'll give you ten or twenty bucks cash from the petty cash, and you can That's fill it up." Fantastic. Um, and I said, and I looked, and it was just on empty. And I thought, well, you can get about fifty k's.
0: <laughs> so you kept drive, yeah.
1: So and he's like, "Oh, if you could bring it back within fifteen minutes, that'd be good. No problem, mate." uh we were gone for about 40 minutes <laughs> and we probably drove about 25 or 30 k's it wasn't the same rush no, no, as, uh, no. as as kramer in the the, the, and, car and, and the car salesman in, yeah. in the dealership yeah yeah um,
0: but you were you were living on the edge for sure yeah yeah below the edge below the, below well the below line the well edge. below the line <laughs> well below the line oh that's really cool yeah so really I was pretty, cool. pretty happy about that
1: yeah um I think, you know, just to make a Seinfeldism, even if the tank was full, I probably would have siphoned it out just to put it on empty. Yeah. Just yeah. so I could have a Seinfeldism. Just letting,
0: or bring the dealer with you. Yeah. And
1: then you guys have like a wild ride, like Woo. Uh, that would have been Yeah, that would have been fun actually. That but um fun. I I had some things to do that afternoon. So Fair enough. You have have no. Yeah, I haven't done that. Yeah. And maybe. I don't want to be stuck out in the middle of the no uh, middle of nowhere. You know how Kramer's like well, uh, okay, bye. Yeah, I'll think about yeah, it. I'll think and he I'll just I'll abandons have. the sales yeah, guy I'll in the car and he just fucks off. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I wouldn't want to no, do that. wouldn't want to do that. Yep.
0: But yes, that is another episode of Bass. Thank you so much for listening. And uh, next week for season, f- or oh, episode four of this season, rather, it is What's the Deal? That's right. And this time we're doing something a bit different. We're not actually doing a What's the Deal about a character on the show. That,
1: that's right. Normally we do uh, a What's the Deal on a major secondary, like Newman or that's right. Putty or, you know, uh, characters that appear across seasons and multiple episodes. So, um, but we realised that we have been chugging through the, uh, the the major secondaries pretty quickly. Yeah, yeah So sort have. of to space them out a bit, we thought we'd do a cast member.
0: That's right. And we're going to talk about Larry David. Yes. Larry. Well, not technically a cast member, but someone... Oh, right. he was in a few episodes. That's we, true. We can talk about the episodes that he appeared in, you know, either by voice or, uh, you know, on screen. And, uh, yeah, a bit about Larry David, his career, you know, with Kirby Enthusiasm and, you know, his film Sour Grapes that he uh, he produced after Seinfeld after leaving and uh, his Saturday Night Live day. Basically, all of it's going to be there. We'll talk about him and his appearances on Seinfeld. Yep, an hour of Larry. Oh, no, an hour of Larry. Can't wait. Nice. Yes, if you want to follow us on social media, you can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at B-I-D-W-B-A-S-C. We also have a website, bidwabask.com. And, uh, Stephen, what's our email address, man?
1: Uh, It is bidwabask, B-I-D-W-B-A-S-C, podcast. At gmail.com and we are on patreon as well if you want to check out all the tiers
0: and uh, support us that way as well indeed patreon.com forward slash bidwabask and we also have a patreon exclusive podcast that we're doing it's called season 10 so each week Stephen and i we literally write an episode of a hypothetical season 10 of seinfeld set in the modern era 20 years after the events of the finale so uh uh, episode 1 dropped last week and uh, we're going to drop Episode 2 this week on Patreon so you got to be uh, $2 a month or more subscriber to uh, listen to it but it's, uh, it's a cracker and it's been really fun writing the episodes yeah
1: really challenging but uh, yeah love it so far indeed and uh, we can't wait to see what uh, where it takes us yes indeed so neither of us are writers so um, yeah if you've got any feedback or any ideas shoot them our way
0: indeed my name's Ivan I'm Stephen and we'll see you next week with Larry David <laughs> Floor seats. How did you get these? Got them on the street from the sky.